Thank you for joining us. You are listening to The Art of Unlearning with your host, Ralph Rendillon, for TNE's podcast, uh, TNE's magazine, actually, a multicultural magazine. Um, I actually have the honor, privilege, and pleasure today to have in the studio with me Saudaji Tohoksi. Am I saying that correctly? That was good. That was good. That was good. 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 (laughs) Tohoksi. Yes, beautiful. All right, right, good deal. I'm I'm close anyway. (laughs) I always butcher names. I'm really good with faces, but I'm horrible with names. But again, uh, it's an honor, and privilege, and pleasure to have you. Thank you. Um, just kind of want to pick your brain a little bit and kind of get into the mind of uh, somebody I consider and who is widely renowned as a master artist. So um, just kind of want to kind of get into your process and and how you feel about art and, and, uh, you know, to see what other things you may want to share with us. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... Just really in, in short, um, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your background. Okay. Um, I am originally from California, and I am a world kind of a spiritual person being where I've always been searching for my home, and I ended up in Atlanta. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. But um, being in Atlanta now... Um, Uh, I grew up drawing uh, with my mother. And so from that, I developed uh, a bit of curiosity for the arts, Uh, but art in the sense of feeling. I I seem to begin to gravitate toward uh, artists that were emoting some type of stark, dark emotion uh, mm. In the sense of finding what one say the holy grail, you know, going forward into a light. You oh wow! Know? Wow, yes. sounds sounds really interesting. Um, and every time I talk to you, it just feels like layers of my brain peel back, <laughs> like like onion layers a little bit. So it's it's always really good to talk to you and, and to get your perspective, um, just in general. Uh, um, so just to kind of get into some of these uh, interview questions, I want to ask you, um, what kind of, uh, how would you actually describe your your work to people who are not familiar? I like to describe my, my work as um, one that is based upon ancestral teachings and then my particular interpretation or being with it. So when you have a moment with the work, it is my desire that it is extremely obscure (laughs) and Mm. that it does have a multi-layer in the symbol, you know, and I am desiring to pull at the heart more so than the intellect. You, You speak like a poet. Do you, do you dabble in poetry a little bit? I have written a few short stories and some poems, you know, through my time. Uh, sometimes I feel that when I speak about the art, uh, it's still because of my direction of the obscure. You know, it's a layered touch of a word 
Right. It, it's, 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 it feels like poetry. Yes. It definitely yes. feels like poetry just listening to you. Um, let me ask, uh, what was the last great book you read? Because you sound like you're, you're really kind of well-versed oh in a lot of different subjects. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is really hard to answer because sometimes I rarely finish like a full book, <laughs> you know? It, I do it, understand. It, it, it's almost as if I become entranced and I have to read it over and over again because I'm so busy searching for the layers that I believe are there. Right. So, uh, you know, I think it was uh, Tony K. Bambara that was talking about how pregnant a word can be, you know, mm. that you just can give so much birth and reality and the way that it is set in the situation of a story. But I do find myself um, reading books that are a bit about maybe the tarot. You know, uh, Taro. Yeah. Ah, okay. I've been reading some of those books. I I really enjoyed Benabel Ween and uh, her Taro uh, expressions and how intertwined they are. You know, because it goes back into the unity of oneness of all people mm. and expressions and healing. You know, to come forward. Now, uh, does any of this information or these concepts? Do they find their way into your work? Most definitely. Most definitely. My After I read and take all these selective moments, I have moments of meditation in which that I am wanting to receive a little bit of myself and working through myself, but also a personal and communal affirmation that is mm. symbolic, you know. Uh, Inner and outward. Yes, of. yes. I don't want it to be just up in your face, this is what I am. I want the viewer to have a dialogue by mm. way of the emotion with the piece itself. My whole uh, direction is hoping that this piece is alive and has its own breath at right. the same time. You kind know? of organic and dynamic yes. in and of itself. Yes, its own spirit. Let it do what it came to do. Right. Your, your work <laughs> is really subtle, I found. I think so. It's really subtle. Um, it's... it's uh, it's also engaging at the same time. So there's sort of this kind of yin, yang that's happening. That's that. beautiful. Um, let me ask you, do you have, uh, what are your musical influences? What, yeah, who do you, oh who do you listen gosh. to right now? Oh my gosh. Wow. I, I, I love, I love so, so, so much music, different music. I, I listen to world music. You know, I love the chorus. So I listen to the Kora, African instrumental, and then I also uh, enjoy free jazz. So I listen mm. to some really, some Ornette Coleman science fiction, you nice. know. Um, then I also enjoy um, Van Hunt a lot. You know, I really right, enjoy right. Van Hunt. So, right. yeah, so I take him to the lab. And also I feel that it is an ultimate womanist, uh, feminist uh, album that was made by Chris Summers, uh, Revelation of Sunshine, like long time ago, and I always put that in the mix, you know. Chris Summers? Yes. A different world? Yes. Okay. All right, I remember <laughs> yes. Summers. Yes. Incredible writer, and the, you're talking about poetry on a layer, you know, and, and really discovering oneself, especially as a woman. I think that is like the 
ultimate feminist womanist album. I want to say that she does like voiceovers too. Yes, yes. For like characters yes, and cartoon characters. Yeah. Yes. She's had a long career. Yeah, she's pretty badass. Oh, wow. It's funny the things that you, you find out. Um, I tell you what, can you tell us a little bit about your actual process? Hmm. My process. It, it, it's... It's strange. And, and let me let me okay. preface this a little bit. Thank you. Because you you dabble in a lot of different uh, mediums. Yes, most definitely. So maybe the process of your favorite. Medium, oh wow. Your preferred medium. Wow. Is the process is is uh, texture, touching things, being outside in nature. You know. Texture, touching things, <laughs> being outside in nature. See, this is why I love you. Yeah, outstanding. <laughs> Please explain. That's what it is. Okay. I, I, it, it, because uh, I'm really wanting to express a feeling, you know, I, sometimes I don't want to use a brush. I want to use my fingers, you know. It's, it's a way of approaching, you know, the subject matter or the thought, you know, mm. to bring it into life so uh, or into this reality so um it's about yeah becoming one with it, touching really you know just like bricks dirt you know it's something about those vibrations that um inspire me now, i'm going to challenge you a little bit uh -oh. because again <laughs> the poet in you comes out when i okay. ask you about the process okay and I think I kind of understand where you're going, mm -hmm. but to the layman's person, okay, how would you describe your process? Okay, so I would, I might fast for a while, and then I'll get up and I'll go outside, you know, at certain times of the day and take walks where I am working through my mind about a thing or a feeling of a thing, mm -hmm. you know, then you know, I decide uh, how can I express this thing, with what medium, with what discipline, you know, and I volley between, so I might do some sketch, you know, then I might uh, actually watch videos, you know, just constant information, you know, and uh, then from that process, you know, I, I choose where I'm going to be and I sit and I wait and I look through magazines until mm. it all becomes this point in which somehow the cup runneth over. Yes, basically, yeah. really. That and you did say a okay. search for the holy grail. Early. Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes it says, like, you, yeah, definitely that. Hey, you have it. it it's here now. Let's see how it flows. Mm. You know. And then from that, whatever might be beside me, what I've decided to choose, you know, in that discipline, in that medium, you know, if it's going to be collage or if it's going to be a root sculpture, I've already designated my time in nature or magazines or, you know, whatever is going to fuel. And if it's multidisciplinary, then I'm thinking of all kinds of different things, you know, in the sense of installation. So you gather a lot of information. You do a lot yes. of, uh, a lot of research in, um, in nature, mm -hmm. also uh, maybe online or reading mm -hmm. books. Most definitely. And you, you mash all of this information together. Mm -hmm. How do you know when a piece of work is finished? <laughs> I never know. <laughs> <laughs> I never know. I never know. I mean, really, if, if there was 
my ultimate weakness. I mean, sometimes I can get so caught up and focused that my energy is constantly moving forward in the creation of the thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, and I've lost connection, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I've pushed this thing all the way into the ground, you know, or whatever, you know? So it's really, uh, yeah, I, I never know, you know? You just kind of... I'm trying to listen as best I can, you wow. know? Wow. That's what I'm trying to do, listen as best I can. Well, um, can you tell us a little bit about what you are, or how were you as a kid? Mm -hmm. oh you weren't gosh. always this deep, I'm sure. Oh you had to like, play with Barbie dolls or something <laughs> at one point. Or, I, don't, I don't know. I, I played with everything. Legos was one of my favorites, but um, I played with everything. I had toys galore, you know, but I spent a lot of time to myself. You know, and actually I did a lot of reading, you know, mm. and um, uh, yeah, I would always create like a corner in a room that always had a window and then I would always have books. I would always write, you know, I'd have paper to draw, you know, whatever else. And that was kind of my space, my time. But yeah, yeah. Growing up, uh, you know, I grew up in Los Angeles and you know, it wasn't that pretty, you know what I mean, wow. <laughs> during wow. that time, yeah. you know, emotionally, mentally, you know, uh, and physically, so. No, and my thoughts of Los Angeles, and I'm thinking, mm -hmm. you, you and I are, I think, around the same age, yes. I'm just guessing. Yes. Um, it may be 90s, you know, mm -hmm. you, were, you were really kind of uh, uh, in that era. How does somebody as spiritual and as poetic <laughs> as you kind of come out of and, and I'm, I've been to L.A., mm -hmm. but um, I'm just curious. Like, it seems like that culture during that time period mm -hmm. was all about, like, gangsters and yeah. being a pimp and, yeah. you know, all of the violence, gang yeah. violence and stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, how do you, does that culture influence your work any? Or were you somehow maybe in a bubble that where you weren't impacted? No, I, I believe that... Um I believe that it does in the sense of longing for a community, in the sense of that we're not breaking each other down so much, you know? Um, but there was some beautiful, beautiful things there as well, you know, uh, that were, maybe that's what it is, that it was a bit um, invisible, you know what mm. I mean? That kind of make you feel like, okay, you know, somebody else got my back right now that I might not see. Right, you know, right. in Almost the spiritual. Yes, yes, because, you know, um, and there's something about, you know, the brothers and the sisters in, um, in Los Angeles, though, that is so highly vibrational, regardless of how the exterior situations look, you know, kind or of feel dynamic. very dynamic, very dynamic. Even if they, even if I don't see it or someone else doesn't see it or they don't see it, you know, it's a dynamic vibration that is totally different than, you know, here in Atlanta, you know. So, right. Right. So. Well, um, with that being said, um, are there any are there any particular elements of your work that you enjoy? more than any other elements? I mean, I know that you, you're multi-disciplined. Yeah. So what, what's your favorite? I mean, what's, what do you really gravitate my, towards? My first love is painting. 
painting. Yeah, my first love is painting. Um, I shy away from painting because that's really, um, to me, uh, the hardest moment because I'm really uh, not listening very well, you know, <laughs> when I'm painting, you know, um, or I have expectations, you know, and those expectations get in the way of what's taking place because usually I just go straight into it, you know, I don't sketch anything out, nothing like that, you know, I'm having this rough conversation as best mm. as possible, you mm. know, but yeah, painting is my favorite. It is, uh, yeah, something that really and as a painter, I can, I can relate to you saying mm -hmm. that you have this expectation mm -hmm. and maybe sometimes the expectation and the reality don't necessarily match. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That line and that curve, you know, somehow, you know, did not speak properly. <laughs> but I think there's a, there's a lot of room there for magic to happen Most as well. Most definitely, yes. Because, um, what do they call them, like happy accidents to a certain mm -hmm. degree. I think Bob Ross used to call them happy accidents. Mm -hmm. um, so, and with that being said, that kind of leads and segues into the next question. There's this idea in uh, Buddhism mm -hmm. that when you really understand how perfect everything is, mm -hmm. you'll look up at the sky and laugh, you know, even with all of the complexities and all of the, the disagreements and bigotry and prejudice and, you know, all of the different things that we have going on in society, there's a certain element of uh, the negative to a certain degree that's actually, that needs to be there, that actually supports the positive things. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the yin and the yang. Yes. Um, so if you could wave a magic wand, uh -uh. what would you change about the world? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That is really, really hard. You know, because Or would you change anything? Oh my gosh. I'm I'm sure that in my narcissism I would change something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Hopefully it's my 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 uh what my Add proper, a few zeros to your bank account numbers. My, my, prop, my proper narcissism that is supposed to be developed as childhood for safeguards. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not the disruptive. But, you know, I, um, I, I would guess deep listening. Everybody Explain. just really, you know, being present, you know, with one another. You know, mm. at whatever stage of life, having that opportunity, like, what would the world be like if we all could deeply listen to someone? Mm -hmm. And then how would our actions flow from that point? So, right. So you, you're saying that as maybe a reflection of a lack of empathy? Yes, a lack of empathy. Or some people might still deep listen and do something else. But if we're having a proper communication, I feel that history and the present and the future would be a bit different, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, I've got a few more questions and I'm okay. gonna get you out of here. Okay. Um, what's sort of, what's been the best advice you've ever received from, from an elder about art in particular? Not necessarily okay. about art. <laughs> okay. like, they may not be mutually exclusive. You know, they, they may work right. together. Yeah. Well, from an elder, you see, he told me, I, gosh, I wish I could remember his name. His brother, his name is Bill. He's in New York, great extreme painter, collage. He was just in Cuba. But I spoke with him, and he told me, he says, once you begin painting your whole life, it's going to turn around. 
Wow. So, because I was telling him about my struggle, you know, with painting, reuniting with my first love. But he says, once that happens, the whole life's going to turn around. Wow. So, wow. yeah. Wow. That, yeah. That's so. intense. That's intense. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's, that's the yeah. truth, honestly. Yeah. I can see how that, that would work. Now, you've done some uh, different things internationally. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Um, I did a photo essay in uh, 2015 uh, for a show. Uh, we are the mem- we are the members of all our members, or something, something similar to that. Wow. But it was with a South African artist, uh, Deneo Shisheka Bupa, and um, she's an incredible, incredible artist. And then I also went with uh, New Sons with Khalil Joseph to uh, the Netherlands just recently, and I was in an art show with him, uh, yeah, presenting Oyeku. Outstanding. Wow, that, that sounds really interesting. And um, you're actually working on, uh, I'm sure, multiple projects, different things. So where do you forecast yourself maybe in the next five, ten years? Where do you see yourself uh, wow. artistically, creatively? Artistically, creatively. I, you know, one of, one of the most impressive artists to me right now is Anika Yi. Yi, I believe is her name. I think so. She's Chinese. Yeah, and uh, her installations are so incredible. So if I could gather just a little seedling of her (laughs) idea, you know, because they expand just the installation itself. She goes into biology and all these different things as far as smells. Wow. You know, when you come into her exhibitions, you might just smell rotten food or whatever, but the way that they're presented uh, is just so futuristic and so uh, involved with humanity in this present moment. So it's really beautiful. So I would love to see uh, my work with uh, within uh, an African-American understanding or black experience more so uh, evolving in a way that is that is not typical, if that, if that makes sense. Not, you know what? You know, I talk about this all the time. Because there's yeah, tell me. Yeah, no, no, I mean, just briefly, we talk about, um, my circle anyway, we talk mm-hmm. about the idea of being unpredictable. Yes. You know, and maybe challenging. I, I see a lot of times, especially with African-American artists, mm-hmm. we get trapped into this, into this vacuum of just drawing or just painting brown people. Yes. And yeah, you know, it's just brown people on mm. campus. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. We're underrepresent uh, underrepresented in mainstream culture. So mm. maybe it's a subconscious cry for us to, to represent ourselves mm. and you know, mm-hmm. see ourselves. Mm-hmm. But um I wonder if there's more. You know, I mean what how can I, you push the envelope? You know, I believe that there has to be more because we're human and, and that's the thing. I think sometimes we get into as artists collectively, that uh, black black folks are um, stuck within the stereotype or stuck within what we do and what we do well, you know, mm-hmm. and that's all we continue to do, you like know. A loop. Yeah, like this crazy loop, you know, a rabbit wheel. So how do we? Uh, I, I believe that there are and have been, you know artists that have pushed the envelope and they have gone in certain directions, you know, and I, I believe, you know, 
Yeah, I believe that it is possible to continue to push a dynamic uh, and an idea, you know, farther than mm -hmm. where we have been pushing it so far, you know. And that's important. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the nature of, of evolution. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just uh, rubbing up against Alan Watts' idea, philosopher mm -hmm. Alan Watts. Oh, yeah. He has this uh, idea, he calls it the element of irreducible rascality. Mm, tell me. The element of irreducible <laughs> rascality. And he says essentially that there are no perfect systems. Mm. And as we near perfection in any system, mm -hmm. we will purposefully, the rascal in us, will purposefully do something to offset our progress. And just that, that little element of um, offsetting our progress is the link in the chain to evolution. Oh. Yeah, you know, it's again once you near perfection, mm -hmm. there's some wrinkle in there that makes you now want to either destroy this what you've done mm -hmm. or take it in some other direction. Mm -hmm. And that's what he, he calls the element of uh, irreducible rascality. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I guess that's where I'm trying to go. <laughs> well, I'm going to write that down. Yeah. yeah. Good deal. Wow. Um, I got one last question and I'll get mm -hmm. you out of here. And this one's kind of goofy, because um, I, I, I just love to sometimes ask goofy questions. If your work was a superhero, uh -oh. who would it be? Man. <laughs> uh, and I always ask these goofy questions sometimes. It would have to be the Valkyrie, just because I, oh. would have to, I would have to unite with the women. Nice. So, <laughs> nice. That's how it be. Good answer. Good answer. That's, that's a new one. I don't know if I've heard that one before. That's a new yeah, one. Yeah. Well, hey, um, how, how can the people uh, find out more, um, see more of your work, mm -hmm. you know, um, maybe access you online? Yes, yes. It's at Tohosi, which is A at, you know, S T O X O S I or um, Tohosi. Estohosi.com, which is S-T-O-X-O-S-I. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that'd be great. And everything else is there as far as email address. And I'm going to ask you to say that one more time louder because I know somebody <laughs> was listening and they're like, wait, hold on, rewind that. So say that once more for me, the website. Okay, the website is Estohosi.com. So it would be S-T-O-X-O-S-I. And at Tohosi on Instagram. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you, my dear. Thank Again, you. it's been an honor, privilege, and pleasure. Thank you. And uh, I want to thank the listeners of at T and E for uh, just checking us out. And if you can uh, hit the like button and also share this interview. And uh, hey, thank you all so very much. This is your host, Ralph Rendillet, signing out. <laughs>